They're back in the city. They've got the ATM. Get all the boys together. Hire some new muscle. We'll make sure we get that bead. They ain't slipping out of our fingers this time. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadrial, Merida. We need to have a little chat, you and I. I don't like the way you've done your business with me. I'm calling your dead in due. Now. And then at the very bottom, it's signed Snee. I assume you must be one of Alphonse's new friends. Tony? Do you mean Tony? I did not give him that name at birth. His name is Alphonse. Just try and slank away. I'm gonna take my bird out, and I'm gonna say, Merida, can you do me a favor? I really gotta go uh, use the ladies' room. Could you watch after my bird for a minute? But as I'm handing the bird to her, I'm gonna rip a feather off so it starts squawking and causing problems. So that she's such a good bird. Make with the boxings, or you might find yourself without a crew. And he walks out the other way. Alphonse Merriweather LaRue, you return this instant or you will not keep your bead of atium. Tony, for all intents and purposes, your resources will be at a permanent spent of seven. If we were about to lose the bead of atium, I expect Tony to do what needs done. And at that point, you hear a knock on the door. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me on the 17th Shard Forums as Fifth of Daybreak, and with me I have the rest of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm John. I go by Clovermite on the forums, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falco. My name is Brian, and my character goes by the name of Tajmil. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Alright, we will jump right back in, with the crew hearing a knock on Tony's door. Al, you gonna get that? What an ominous sound is that? I, I, is, there, is there a window or something I can go and peer out? Uh, sure. But you do notice one of the servants walking for the front door. I'd say, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Um, uh, you might not want to do that. See, we get some less than favorable characters that like to follow us sometimes. Let me check this out. And then can I, like, look out the window or something? What do I see? See something? Uh, Lord Tony, am I not supposed to answer the door for you anymore? Uh, Tony is just completely zoned out and doesn't even hear the servant. Uh, Lord Falcombe, like grabs a vial, slugs it back, and makes sure his dueling cane is close by, but he just nods at the servant. Tajmil, give me a wits check. I got two ones and two threes. You recognize, standing outside of the house, Tesni, the informant you visited in episode two. Okay, can we stop and do some meta here on that? Sure. Who is this person again? Uh, Snee is the guy that you Snee. approached. Snee, oh Snee, up. I I remember yeah, Snee. Yeah, Snee. Yeah, 
Okay, I remember him. He he gave us the map to something. Uh, you traded him the the floor plans and the guard patrol for Lord Mistborn's manor, along with a favor to be given later by Merida in exchange for information on where to buy a bead of or where to find a bead of eight. Oh, he's the right. great houses. I would probably say, "Oh, hey, look, guys, it's Snee. Yeah, open him up. Yeah, we know this son of a this son of a gun." And Merida, you remember getting that terse letter from him saying that he didn't like the way you did business and he was call- uh, he tried to double cross him and he was calling in your debt due. Okay. Didn't he try didn't he attack us first? No, not Fent, Tesney. Tesney was your contact in the second episode you went and talked to about the bead of ATM that was locked in a safe and the one that was with House Eric Keller. Yeah, but didn't he attack us at some point? No, Brian was going to try and steal from him, but he got uh, a little savvy to what was going on and told you guys to leave. Ah, uh, okay. No, Fent was the guy who sent somebody to spy on you. Okay. So did Tajmil tell us, tell me he was there? I'm trying to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just like, we know this son of a gun. Okay, so Merida's just going to um, go to the door, open it up, and be like, hey, Shni, what's up? Well, well, Merida, you got a lot of nerve, don't you? I'm sorry to say that I disappointed you, but I'm not really sure what you're referring to. Well, first, you came in and you made me all these promises. Then, you try and sell me some bunk plans to the Lord Mistborn's mana and his guard patrol. Okay, did- You think I wouldn't notice? Hold on. You think I don't have eyes and ears inside the manor? No, Trevor, um, did I actually give him fake ones? No, you gave him real ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there. Yeah, because I I can't remember how didn't I get them or something? Yeah, but then she immediately told them to change the guard patrols. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> so she gave them real plans and then like made them completely worthless. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's you think I didn't have people watching the house? You think I don't have eyes and ears inside of the Lord Mistborn's manor? Who can double check what's going on, what's been said, who told them to change the God Patrol a day after selling them to me? You must think I'm a real idiot. No, I don't think you're an idiot. I just think you were an asshole to me, and I don't appreciate that. An asshole to you? We've been doing business for years. For years! And you come to me like this? Listen, guys, if I may step in, uh... Is there any chance that we could just put this whole thing behind us and move on from here without confrontation? There's a... Well, I'm glad you asked. And he's going to step inside. He's going to kind of shoulder you out of the way a little bit, Merida, as he walks inside and goes into the room, kind of walks his way around until he finds the table and sits in the chair that Eleanor vacated about five minutes ago. I've got a proposition for yous. All right, right what is it? Hear it. I know that you've managed to get your bead of ATM, even if you didn't get it where I told you you could find it. And I happen to be something of a specialist in hard-to-find metals. You give me that bead of ATM, we call it square. Whoa, whoa, the, that, uh-uh, uh-uh, I know you didn't just come up in here, be asking us for bead of ATM and whatnot like that. I know you ain't doing that. You ain't been here for nothing but five seconds. 
You said that you have a lot of information on where to find metals. How about you give us that information, and I find you another one? Well, I already gave you where most of the adium is that we know about right now. Are you saying you're going to set up another heist to get me that bead? Better than what we have right now, what we plan. Because you see, I kind of need this, but I also need to give you your favor. So I figure, why not do what benefits both of us? So you do have it on your person. I was wondering, I could tell where your metal vials were, but when I saw that pretty big rock sitting in the middle of your chest, I figured that might be it. You feel a tug as the bead pulls against your clothing. Okay, I'm going to try to resist him getting it. Yeah, it's he's not like trying to pull, like rip through your clothing or pull it out of your pocket, but like you just feel the bead of ATM wiggle as it pulls away from you and towards him. Zombie, hold on, bud. I'm telling you, we can get you another one. Just let's calm down and talk peacefully. You know, you had a chance to talk peacefully the other day. I sent you a nice letter, told you I wasn't happy, and then you skipped town again. I had a legit reason for that. What says you don't just do the same thing right now? I'm not trying to skip town on you. Tony is going to interject with like a half-lucid moment, and he just looks up and says, Sad. And then starts rioting Sneeze's sense of sadness. Uh, go ahead and give me a rioting roll. Well, you're not getting the ADM. A uh, pair of twos and two nudges. Uh, he got a pair of fours and two nudges. None of your tricks there, magician. Sad. Lord Falcombe has just been like lounging up until like the recent escalation. I think he's going to sit forward and say, You're not getting the ATM. Not today. We can work something out. We realize you've been inconvenienced, but you haven't really lost anything yet. And he is going to look straight at you, Falcombe, and he's going to get this sly smile on his face. And he's just going to say, hmm, maybe those of us who have secrets to protect shouldn't put their noses in other people's business. Besides, don't you have somebody that you're supposed to bring that to as well? That's a matter of opinion. Far be it for me to get involved in your personal business. And we're not trying to get involved in yours. We're sorry for the inconvenience, and we will pay you more than that. Well, wait, what, see, what's, does, did he say he had secrets just then? Snee just said he had secrets. Said who had secrets? Didn't Snee say that he had secrets? Like, it's, it's my understanding he's wanting to barter these secrets or something? More of blackmail than barter. Okay, alright. That the, these secrets he knows can be used as blackmail? He was, uh, not, he was subtly hinting that he knows things on Falcone. Oh, he has secrets on Lord Falcone. I got it. Okay. All right. I'll let you work it out amongst yourselves. Yeah, your cards are all on the table. Well, maybe not all of them. He looks over at Falcone again. But I'll say you have a week. If I don't see any movement on that other beat of ATM towards you getting it stolen and getting to me, or if I don't have that one in your pocket there, and he tugs on it again, we're going to have a lot of trouble. Oh, and until then, I'm going to spread the word that you're not to be trusted, Merida, until we resolve this little problem that we have. Got a deal? That sounds fair. Before he leaves, 
at the moment that he says cards on the table, Tony like rifles through absentmindedly his pockets, pulls out a random card, and as Sneeze getting up, he says, "This is your card," and hands it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna take it absentmindedly and just put it in his pocket. <laughs> he leaves Merida on your sheet. Mark all but two of your influence as gone or spent. So it won't affect your uh, your reputation health, uh, just like with Tony. But from this point forward, if you're doing an influence roll, you only have two dice. Okay. Oh, damn. Meredith's going to walk over to Lord Falcone and just, like, put the ATM in his hand. All right, David, I'm going to pull you into another channel. <sighs> oh, are we really? <laughs> Entering private chat. You know what must be done with that ATM. I don't think it's that important to you. I know you will come back. You know what must be done. I don't think I'm ready. And are you going to keep the ATM or are you going to hand it to somebody else? I think I'm going to hand it to just right back to Merida. Meanwhile. Dun dun dun. Sounds like they do. He does have secrets. Oh boy. I'm going to have to try and steal this from you guys and hop out the window, I think, and meet up with my crew. So. Tajmil's the one that has the secrets, right? Uh, apparently not just Tajmo. <laughs> well, damn. Uh, ironically, uh, you're the spy, but uh, apparently you and I might be the only ones without uh, ulterior motives. Well, that sucks. Unless you have them and they're not revealed yet. <laughs> I'm pretty open. I just want information. Entering public chat. Lord Falcombe just hands the bead of Adium back to Merida. Can I do a roll now? A pretty big roll? What do you want to do? I want to try and snatch it and get out of this place. Are you trying to, like, take it out of their hands, or are you just, like, pushing on it? Yeah, maybe I put, maybe I push on it and I try and leap for it, grab it, and get out of there and see if I can't make it back to the Thieves Guild, see if I can win over a few, few of my, few of my guys. Alright, we're gonna do this as Steel Pushing versus Falcom's Physique. Okay, so what is that? So, you roll five, David will roll eight. Oh, boy, this is not going to go well. Um, I I think that my attributes uh, probably add something. I forget what they actually are. Holy crap. Because I have, like, close combat, and I have a dueling cane in my hand. Yeah, but your your reaction is more trying to hold on to the bead as he's steel pushing it away from you. Or snatching it out of the air, because I think he's already let go at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, narratively speaking, he is trying to keep control of the beat of ATM versus Tajmil pushing it away. Dun, 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 dun. Jeez. Well, I got three sixes. Uh-oh. <laughs> and a pair of ones. I got three fives, a six, and a two. All right, do you want to re-roll, David? Can I, which ones can I re-roll? You can spend two of the sixes to re-roll everything else. Oh, including the other six? Yep. So you'd roll six. I got three fives and a six. Ooh! How many nudges did you have, Brian? I just, I got three fives, uh, a six, and a two. It's a tie. We'll say that, like, you jump out in front, like, you you push on it, and then you jump out in front. Lord Falcombe feels it leaves his, leave his hand, 
and then jumps instinctively towards where it's going, and you both manage to get your thumb and your forefinger around the bead at the same time as you both fall to the floor. Okay, well then he's got it. He can always roll badly. Merida's also going to grab her dueling cane and just stand above them. I'm just going to look Tajmil in the eye and say, are we doing this right now? Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to try and play it off. If, if that's the case, I'm going to try and play it off. Nothing's really been said right now. I'm going to say, come on, guys. I've never even seen a piece of ADM up close. And like, for some reason, you guys have been refusing to let me even examine it. Like, what the heck? Merida's like, cut the shit. I know what happened earlier. You're not getting this. And Tony just pipes in, oh, it is pretty. Yeah, it, yeah. see, I want to admire it. Spend some time with it. Everybody gets to hold this thing. Besides, what if it's radioactive? You're not getting this. Sonichu pecks you. But Tony proposes, what if Fluffles hold, carries it? I, I'm going to try and gain full control of the ADM again. All right, uh, physique versus physique. Brian gets plus one for his quick hands. Oh boy, so three. Actually, you get another one for your thief as well. So then what? what is that? Three, two, uh, five four. Total. Five? Oh, damn. I got three twos, a one, and a three. I have four fours and a nudge. Damn. All right, yeah, so uh, Falcom just kind of like yanks it out of your hand, and you're almost pulled upright just from the momentum of him pulling up. From even though he's on the floor as well. Yeah, Merida has her dueling cane, like, right above Tajmil. Explain yourself, Tajmil. I just want to see this, this piece of adium. I, you know, ever since I was a boy, all I wanted to, I was very into geodes and mineral deposits, and, like, I, I don't know, I just figured I'd get a chance to finally examine a piece of adium myself. Why didn't you do it earlier? What's a geode? Because you guys have been, you guys have been hogging it. I seen the way that your eyes had those money signs in there. Come on. I was protecting the beat of ATM from. We Shmi. have a single mission to return this ATM as proof that we can to that thieving guild. Alloy was his name. Yep. And tradition. That's all that matters. And remember, he said you could keep it after you're done. Oh. All right. Let's just turn it in and then give it to Schnee. Well, that's my objective. You probably don't agree. There's a lot of things we can do with it. We have a week with Schnee. We could possibly make a score on another one, but I think that Alloy takes precedence. This is the only reason we're together. If we can't ap- accomplish this, then we might as well fight right now and see who takes it. I agree giving it to Alloy is a good idea. Now, Tajmil, you need to knock it off. You understand? Um. Yes. So, how are we told to meet back up with Alloy? You just have to go back to that same area where you met him in the first place. At any time? Uh, pretty much. Okay, then I'd say, like, Lord Falcom, like, addresses everyone and says, Now, everyone get ready. Get your vials. Get anything you need. We're going now. Tony, snap out of it. I know sometimes your parents aren't 
the people you want them to be. My parents don't love me. You need to find a greater purpose. Hey, Tony, remember who loves you. It's Fluffles. You can't take care of Fluffles if you're all sad. Tony listens to that and then, like, wakes up a bit. He's like, okay, you're right. And then he, like, shoves, like, Fluffles on his head again and stands up. And then he's still not, like, super happy, but he's ready. Then I think that we would start heading towards the... The point where we started this all. I agree. I concur. Everybody give me a spirit roll. I have three fives and two threes. I got a single one pair of ones. I got twos. Two twos, a six, a four, a five, or uh, yeah, four, a five, a three, and a one. So twos. Merida. You get this very strange feeling washing over you. It's something that you have never felt before, except very, very rarely you'd feel the slightest tickle of it when you were out in the mists. And you just get this one single impression in your mind that tells you you need to be prepared. Um. So... Merida turns on Tin and starts looking around for anything she can see while, like, gripping who a dueling cane looking around. And as you turn on the Tin, the feeling doesn't necessarily intensify, but it's almost like now you can feel it swirling around you and more of a part of you. And you just, you get this feeling of impending disaster. Not here like you can tell it's not in the area around you but you just still have that one like beating against you like waves against the shore be prepared so she'll slowly turn off the tin and kind of relax herself and look at the others like something's going to happen lord falcone you wanted me to hold on to the atm right yes and then i'm gonna like hand it to her Keep it safe. She's going to grab it and hold it in her hand, like, tightly, and she'll say to everyone, something's going to happen, and we need to be prepared. I will hold on to this, but everyone needs to be ready for the worst. We'll say that it's getting towards afternoon now. Uh, The sun is getting late in the sky. You head through town, and it's kind of starting to feel familiar now. You're way back over that way since you've been there. uh, At least you've been to there once, walked away from there towards the slums once, this will be your third time, so it's really starting to like fix itself in your brain as a place that your body knows, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's you like when you walk through the hole in the dark that you've done a bunch. And Merida, as you're walking, you still just have have this like uneasy feeling like something isn't quite right and something is going to go wrong and that you need to be prepared. And as you finally get close to it, um, actually down that same alley, where in the first episode you were attacked, you see a single figure standing at the end of the alley with his back towards you. I grip my dueling cane and the ATM tighter, and I whisper to everyone, something feels wrong. Be wary of that man. Okay, I think Lord Falcone would, like, motion for them to stay back, and he'd, like, approach. Just Falcone? I'll go forward, too, and I'll have uh, a coin that I'm flipping as I'm doing it, just whistling a tune. Well, Merida will listen. She'll stay back. 
How close are you guys getting? Well, how close was it till I felt it? Uh, like you guys, I'm saying like, how close are they getting to the guy? You guys would be like, not at the edge of the alley, but like near it. I feel like we would get halfway. No, 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 no. I would like motion for people to stay at one end of the alley. Like we don't want to like, that's the whole point is like, or Falcon would say, stay back. We don't want to get pinched in this alley. If they come at us from both sides, I want to at least be close to an exit. Okay. Merida's going to turn on 10 again. Give me a uh, wits plus ten roll. Three fours, two twos, two ones. Oh, wait, no. Four fours, two twos, two ones, and a six. You can hear shuffling from above you. So I will, like, turn my attention above, and I'll be like, be wary of above as well. Okay. Wait, how 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 far up? Because if that's if that's if she's gonna give me that information, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna coin shot up there and check it out myself. Alright, uh, I won't even make you roll for this one. You coin shot straight into the air, um, just on the single coin balancing, and as you crest the level of the rooftop, you see uh what looks to be about seven or eight people all carrying bows on Holy either side crap. of the alleyway looking oh, down. Oh no. Yeah, guys, we might want to get out of here. However, they see you as you fly up. And one of them shouts in alarm. Alright, I think Lord Falcone would run as fast as he can and try and, like, cover Tony and or Merida. Probably Merida if if she's close. I have my dueling cane out. Tony doesn't have anything. Tony has fluffles, okay? Dueling cane doesn't do anything against arrows. But <laughs> like, cause I, I'm, I'm guessing I can see them as soon as they step over the alley. And have wait a minute, them. can I hear the composites right. of these arrows? Because if that's the case, I've got a multi shot, and well, could I do some crazy gonna, shit like, with my spirit? Mary's gonna like try to use her dueling cane and like watch them. You're gonna defuck uh, the arrows, Brian. As you burn steel, you notice absolutely no lines going to any of those, and so okay. you assume that those arrows have glass tips. Oh, shit. Tony looks for, like, a dumpster or something and then tries to, like, hide behind it. <laughs> uh, so, Falcone, were you going to, like, try and pick them up and run? Or what exactly was it you were trying to do? I was trying to cover them from the first volley, at the very least. <laughs> Putting yourself in front of them? Yeah. And, and then, like, rushing them out of the area. Because they're at the end of the alley, right? They did stay back. Yeah. Tony definitely um, did. They're on the roofs, or the rooftops, and on either side, they're, like, the, the closest ones are already there with two arrows knocked, on one on each building. And the rest of them you can kind of see filing out to fill up the rest of the space facing the street that you're on. And, like, as they get closer, you see them, like, pull out an arrow and start to draw it. So they've got the street we came from completely covered? Um, they would have had, if you had just gone in the alley, they would have had it completely covered where they could just rain hours, uh, arrows down on you. Right now, you've got two archers, like, looking at you and ready, and the rest are trying to fill out to cover, like, to get to a point where they have line of sight on you. Where am I in this uh, mess? Maybe we should talk to them. Uh, you just landed right in front of them. Like, not in front okay, of Okay, how many do I have in front of, of me, then? 
How many how many archers are in front of uh, you? You can see two right now, but they're mostly covered by the lip of the building. Okay. Can I do a can I coin shot myself up and do a multi shot and hit both of them at once? Well, Merida's gonna try to talk and be like, "Hey, what's all this about?" And uh, from the end of the street, you hear a chuckling that is very familiar from your uh, ten feet, and you recognize it as Fent. And him knowing that you can hear him say, "Even I learned from my mistakes, yet you wandered down the same bloody alley." Tony immediately riots. Um, all of of the archers' sense of embarrassment. <laughs> all right. So as a group, we'll kind of figure out what each person is doing before I figured out whether we're going to turn this into a combat or a, con- a skill contest or how we're going to end up handling this. So Tony wants to riot their embarrassment. Tajmil wants to flip up and coin shot them. Uh, Falcom, are you going for a straight cover the person with the ATM or? Yeah, that's, that was my thing is get to Merida. So she doesn't take arrows. And Merida, what is it that you're doing? I'm probably just gonna, like, like bring up the embarrassing thing about Fent, how he peed himself, and just say I'm, like, learn from your mistakes, you should have learned to stay away. Who peed themselves last? <laughs> Alright, yeah, let's let's resolve it like this. You know, we've already declared all our actions, we'll treat this first round like combat. So, Falcom, that would be physique. You have eight defensive die, because you're taking a mostly defensive action. Um, Merida, that would be probably your charm, I would say. So you have three dice. Uh, Tony will have five dice, and Tajmil will have five dice. Can I get a bonus for, uh, misdirection? Sure. So you'll be at six. Okay. Roll them now? They're going to go first. Okay. And they are going to spend four dice to uh, shoot at Falcone. How many dice do you want to... Well, I mean, you might as well defend with all eight. Yeah, am I, like, actually at the point where I'm blocking Merida? Yeah, there's no way she can take damage because of your action, but you you can still have defense die to oppose this. All right, I'll, I'll just go ahead and roll five. Right. I mean, they're the only ones that are going to act this round, so you might as well just roll them all. Okay. All right, let's see where that goes. Um, Did you get anything? Pair of fours, pair of threes. Yeah, you're good. uh, They miss. Uh, Then we'll go down to uh, Tony. So my wits is two. Does that shouldn't that mean that I go later? No, because you're doing. Alamancy, so it's five plus one. Okay, because you were rioting their embarrassment, if I remember correctly. I thought that was that was the the dice that we get, but the order I thought was still determined by wits. It's the order that you choose, and then the order in which the turn progresses is determined by your dice pool. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So then I'll roll. I got four ones. 
Um, that beats them. They got nothing. And so they will each take a, uh, a damage to their willpower. And Fent's gonna take two, because that one, uh, hits in the sweet spot with what you're saying. <laughs> uh, next we'll go to Tajmil. Okay. Uh, give me an Alamancy roll minus one for the cover that they're behind. So four? All right. Three or two sixes, uh, five and a two. So you want to re-roll the other two? Yep. Yeah. A six and a two. You have a nudge, so you hit them. They'll take one point of uh, damage, and those two extras will go down. Okay. And then that brings us to Merida. We're gonna give you charm, and you're gonna add one die for. Uh, exploiting uh, fence weakness. Okay, I got two fives and a nudge. Alright, he is going to take another willpower uh, willpower damage. You leave my soiling myself out of this! (laughs) She's gonna smirk at him. We will kind of break from combat for right now, unless we decide we're doing more combat. So, what is everybody going to want to do this round? I want to go all the way. I want to see if we can't rip these people bit by bit and get our way to Fent. I think Falcombe is just, like, focused on running and getting where we were going, so he'd yell out, like, run, get to the objective. Because in, like, his mind, I think he thinks Fent's people won't mess with us as soon as we get there. Uh, Tony's going to have a bit of a breakdown. And he's going to start ranting at them about how shitty everything has been. And he's then going to try to (laughs) lash out with his rioting to make them feel emotional pain. And and basically, like, tell them, I've had a shit week. You guys need to cut this shit out or I am going to make you feel pain and self-loathing like you've never felt before. Tony's going through some <laughs> serious growth right now. Uh, Merida, what Merida's going to keep humiliating him, trying to. She's going to be like, keep soiling yourself out of this. Weren't you the one talking about reflecting on your past? I would be pretty embarrassed if I was you. Heck, I'd be embarrassed to be you. Burn. <laughs> First thing that's going to happen in the order is three of the uh, guys on the roof are going to come forward without their bows drawn. And Tajmil, you recognize them immediately as the three members of your thieving guild. And the one that you met with the day before is going to look over at you and say, Boss, now is a chance. Side with us, we'll clean this group up, and then Fent here is going to make us rich. We, we don't need to worry about these guys anymore. If we just take them out now, we will be good for life. It's the dream, boss. You gotta side with us. I, t- I tell him, ha- have I taught you guys nothing? Creating a schism here? What do you want to do? Shit in one hand and shit in the other and then mush them together? This isn't the way that we handle this problem here. You know, number one, I'm always with you guys. You know that. You're my brothers. You're like brothers to me, all right? You know, but these people here... They've been good to me. They they they've helped me out of the river. They have fed me uh food. They've got me vittles from ship captains. You know, I can't turn my back on them immediately, all right? 
know that my heart is with you right now, but we just have to be patient. And then I like lean over and I say, and then we can screw them over. <laughs> well, he's going to give me a charm roll. Oh, give you one no, last this chance is not. Do I hear this with the 10? Kajmel is not a charming character. Oh, everybody hears this. Two, two. Oh boy. Oh god. <laughs> I got a one and a four. No. I mean, if everybody heard that, what I what I was meaning to say by screw them over, I mean the other bad guys, the guys that are trying to stop us from completing our objective. Not my group. Boss, you've lost sight of the mission. I'm I'm sorry, but we're gonna be with Fent from now on. We just can't trust you. Wait, well, but, 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 but guys, come on. I mean, you really that, put me in a They are going to knock an arrow and get ready to fire it at you. All right, then I'm going to have to do a multi-shot on all of them. And they're actually all going to aim for you right now, Brian. Oh, <laughs> shit. Can I do a jump and a multi-shot? Like, can I do kind of like a dodge with um, a... You can decide to defend with some of your dice right now. Okay, uh, how many dice, dice do I get? It, you're going to have five total. Okay. And then you will lose that many dice that you roll to defend with. And okay, then I and see what you mean. I see what you mean. Ooh. How many of them are there? Uh, there's two of them. Each round, I'm going to add two more, and there's ten total. So, <laughs> so how many am I dealing with right there's now? There's eight left. How many am I dealing with right now? Oh, boy. This is going to be hard. The two guys that are up front are from your crew, and then okay. you, another one is, like, coming up from behind them. So there's so three you, you I gotta see, deal with immediately? You could have a shot at two of them. Okay, I'll take out two of them, then. I'll, I'll go with that. So what are five? Are, well, are you gonna defend against this with any I'm dice? not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna defend against anything. Alright, go ahead and take four <laughs> health damage. Four oh, health... Jesus. Jesus Christ. I'm at three health, then. Damn. Alright, you are going to get a, uh, Grave burden, Tajmil. Wait, I can't do my spirit and redo this? Uh, I think spirit only affects your rolls. Okay, alright. And since you didn't choose to defend. Alright, lay it on me. Oh boy. Alright, well what's uh, my grave burden? (laughs) Brian, you're going to take an arrow to the knee. Oh no! (laughs) So what does that do? Uh, add that to your, I think you should have a burden section, right? Yeah, traits and burdens. Yeah, so add serious burden, arrow to the knee. I used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> and now we all call you wounded knee. So is that going to affect my coin shot stuff and my acrobatics? Uh, it'll affect when other people are rolling against it. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So, like, when they go to defend against this attack that you're about to do, they're going to add two more dice to their defense dice. Because you limping. All right, let's uh, move on to Tony, I believe, would well, be next. Wait a minute, don't I got I a question. A I got a question. Pool? Like, if I damage them, can I use my spirit and, like, get, like, basically double attack? You, I might be convinced to... Uh, spend a couple of spirit to increase damage by one, but they're extras anyway, so they go down after one hit. A little bit more in the uh, willpower department, just because I don't want Tony to be some OP guy who's just like, you all die immediately! 
Uh, Tony would mm-hmm. be happy with that outcome, though. <laughs> Tony, the ultimate extra exterminator. <laughs> Speaking of which... Uh, David, what did you ask? Don't I have a huge dice pool? Don't I get to go very... Well, you early? were just trying to convince everybody to run, correct? Yes. So that won't technically garner you any dice. Okay. Other than defense dice if somebody tries to shoot you. Okay. Uh, unless you want to try and roll like a charm to get everybody to be more inclined to your uh, opinion. No, I guess if, like I would just have to change my outlook if I saw the group was all into fighting this time around. Uh, and you can change your action and take half of the dice you would normally take for that action. Okay. I might do that, but I'll hold off on it for now. Okay, let's go to Tony. You have a roll of six in trying to convey just how shit your week was. I got a pair of fives. That's good. They got nothing. Uh, They are going to take uh, another point of willpower damage apiece. Uh, We're going to say one more to the extras, and they will all lose the inclination to fight. Like, damn, this guy really has had it tough. (laughs) <laughs> like, Merida hears that from, like, one of the guys in back. Damn straight. Uh, next, uh, I believe, is Tajmil. Okay. So, um, you say that there's extra people in front of me? Yeah, you've got a shot on... We'll, we'll give you all three. Go ahead all right, and I'm gonna go, five, go with it. Six dice. Six five dice. dice? Five dice? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I've got two fours, a six, and a two and a one. All right, so you put the three members of your old thieving crew down. There are five archers left. Five left, and I don't have any way to defend against this, do I? Where are the? Let me let me let me ask. Where are these guys at? They're on a roof. Uh, on the same roof, or is it like uh, something... On two separate roofs. Okay, how far away are we, and do I have any cover? You are pretty much 10 to 15 feet away from these roofs, and you're in the middle of the street. Okay, I'm in the middle of the street. Can I coin shot up to the roof for my next move? And uh, to the opposite roof that they're on. I don't want to be near them, but I want to be able to... We'll have to leave that for your next round, because this round... You used your allomancy to get up and shoot him. Okay, gotcha. All right. And I believe that brings us to Merida, who uh, you notice that Fent is turning to run away from the alley on the other side of the buildings, and it's in the direction that Alloy's place would be. Okay, so did my um, taunting do anything, or do I still roll for that? He took uh, uh, willpower damage already. Go ahead and roll for your uh, uh, willpower attack this turn. Can I get an extra die for succeeding the last one? Uh, You're already getting one extra for exploiting his burden of wetting his pants. Didn't he take two damage? Oh, so I get four? Yep. Oh, sweet. Two damage, right. I've got it marked correctly in here. (laughs) I got two fives and two fours. He got two fives and a nudge. Oh, damn. We'll say he can't hear you at that point. Even though you had a sick bird. (laughs) 
Right. And Falcom, did you want to do anything? Yeah, I'll turn and run after uh, after Fent. Okay. See him yeah, running. you will say you make it a pretty fair way distance down the alleyway. Okay. I don't think you even need to roll for this. Okay. There's nothing challenging about running down an alley. Okay, but I'm running super fast. Um, let's bring it up back up to the top. Two more are going to knock arrows, and they are going to uh, take a shot at Merida now that Falcom is in front of her. Uh, well, well, so that's what they're going to do. Uh, Tony, what did you want to do this round? Tony is going to flare his medals and make the, all the archers feel a very strong sense of self-loathing. Um, so that's Tony. Tajmil, what do you want to do this round? Well, I want to jump up on top of the roof opposite of theirs. So, like, that, there was, like... Okay, we're going to say that gets you no dice. However, you will get defensive dice if you're attacked. Okay, all right. And that'll be equal to uh, however you decide to defend. Okay. Um, Merida? I'm going to try to dodge. Okay, so you're going straight defense with your uh, physique? Yeah. Now, keep in mind, you, you get to roll defense die anyway, even if you're trying to do something else. It just takes away from the roll that you get. So if you want to game the system a little bit, you can use another stat. And you can't obviously game it too much, but you can use another stat to get yourself more dice for the purpose of using more of them in defense. Oh. Well, I can't really do anything other than charm or dodge, right? Uh, it's up to you. Your your imagination runs wild. Yeah, I'm just going to try to use charm again, and I'm just going to call out to all the extras. You guys like said you wanted to follow him, but... He's running away after I taunted him a little. Are you sure you want to follow a guy like that? And has anybody not declared? Uh, I would just be running after Fent still, so. Alright, so they're going to take their shot on Merida, and they're going to roll four dice. Are you defending, Kelly? Yeah, um, what do I roll? Uh, that would be a, your charm plus one would be four. I'll just take the arrow and... Well, no, I'll roll two and then two for charm. I got two sixes. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to re-roll that. However, they rolled nothing. They spent two of their dice to re-roll and got nothing. And so with your two nudges, that beats them. Uh, you manage to just flick out of the way of the arrows. Okay. That will bring us to Tony. You have a roll of seven. Okay. So I was looking at the rules. It looks like actually my range might not be long enough to hit them. Do we want to just wave that for now? It said 100 paces is the range unless you take the medium range stunt. That doesn't seem like it would work with the effect crowds to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, 100 paces, like they'd have to be packed upon you to affect 50 people. Yeah, that's true. But 100 paces, that's that's way more than 15, 20 feet. Oh, yeah, they're only 20 feet up in the air. Good point. All right, I got a pair of twos and three sixes. All right, and we're going to say that, like, you send this out at the same time that Meredith's shouting, and they all just, they see the guys that have already been knocked down, and they heard the story of when Fent wet his pants and so they're all going to just drop their bows and run for the other end of the rooftop. 
<laughs> and don't come back. Yeah. Um, Falcone, you come around the other end of the corner and see Fred sp- uh, Fent sprinting, uh, sprinting as quickly as he can towards where you know the hideout. Wait, the hideout where Aloy is? Well, yeah. I would follow to see where he goes. Okay, do you shout anything back to the others? No, they know where I'm going. They saw me running down the alley at that. Take a death leap and try and jump on him. Death I, from I above. don't think I'm that close, though. No, and uh, we're just going to kind of take over in story narration here. Uh, you chase after him. Uh, I assume the rest of the group follows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody's a little bit behind. Uh, Falcom, you feel the pavement or the ground pounding underneath your feet. You can kind of feel the wind in your hair as you're going more quickly than any normal human should be able to uh, due to your powers. And you start to gain ground on him a little bit. Uh, And little by little, you feel more sure and confident in yourself that, you know, this. there's no way this guy's getting away to bug you for a second time. And you get to where you're about a block away from the Alloy's hideout. And Fent immediately throws a hand up and lets out a whistle. And these two guys step out from alleys uh, behind him. And they look like really big guys. Like, you didn't really get the sense that the guy with the uh, other group was a pewter arm. But these guys kind of exude that, like, sure sense of self that you just immediately associate with, okay, these guys are two big bads that, like, might be able to rock my world. Uh, How do you react to that? I'm a come to a stop and uh wait for my group to catch up a little bit are we like in the middle of a street yeah i I would kind of put my hands up at the guys and be like we don't have to do this not today he's not worth it just let us through let us talk to alloy alloy is way more important than this guy you really want to get in trouble over this guy and then as you say that, the rest of the group sees, like, kind of catches up enough where they see those two guys there. And they see you, see you, you, I assume you, like, slow down and stop, or do you keep running as you say that? No, like, I, I stopped and put my hands up to the two large gentlemen. Okay, so yeah, they, they see you making placating gestures. Kelly, give me a wits plus tin roll. So nine? Three fives, two threes, two twos, and a nudge. Alright, uh, in front of you, way past Falcom, you see this blur in the distance. And Falcom, as you're trying to placate these guys, you kind of feel a rush of air. And you blink as it hits you in the face. And when you're done blinking, both of those guys are laying on the ground unconscious. And in front of you, where Fenton was, was continuing to run, you see Alloy's distinctive, uh, sewn-together mist cloak, and he's holding uh, Fent up in the classic Darth Vader pose, but without, obviously without the Force. You know, he's holding him up in the choke. <laughs> and uh, everybody, everybody catches up, and you can kind of hear his booming voice, and he says, I told you not to bring trouble around my neighborhood, but you just couldn't listen. And immediately, you hear this loud snap, and Fent's neck goes sideways, and he drops him to the ground in a crumpled heap. And then, as everybody blinks one more time, Alloy is gone. Hmm. Merida pulls out her notebook and writes, don't fuck with Alloy. 
Tony shits I mean, his pants. I I know what happened. <laughs> Can I pull but that arrow Falcom out of my knee? Has no idea, does he? Uh, for narrative purposes, it's not in your knee. You just like took a knee injury. Oh, okay. And I'm sorry. What did you? Was the last thing you said, David? Oh, I was just saying. I personally, as the player, know, but Lord Falcom would have no idea what just happened, did he? Because that hasn't been gone into yet. Well, I mean, it's your personal choice for your character, David. If you don't want Falcom to know, then he doesn't have to know. Okay, I, I didn't know. Exactly but I don't how. think that it would stretch belief that he would understand what's going on. We'll go ahead and pause uh, before we actually head into the hideout, and we will call it an episode there. Let's give everybody an advancement for uh, dealing with Fent and the crew. We're going to give uh, an advancement to Tony for having that real... Uh, come to harmony moment with himself where he decided he has just put up with too much shit. <laughs> um, we're going to give Merida an advancement as well for all of her well-placed shit slinging. Um, <laughs> we're going to give Tajmil an advancement for doing the right thing. And then we're going to give Falcom an advancement for just generally not wanting to have that beat of ATM around. Uh, yeah, I felt that anyways. I don't need your advancements then Falcom doesn't get any other advancements. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to end tonight. Uh, thank you guys for listening very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, making some good progress on that main plot. And I hope you'll catch it, catch us next time and tune in, find out what happens when they turn <laughs> in the ATM. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Thanks for listening. Gesundheit. And bless you, listener. All of Sonichu's <laughs> blessings upon you. Bye! <laughs> Bless you. Bye-bye. My, my. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.